seems that the world is enveloped in darkness. Mass shootings, self-deletion, and crime have risen exponentially. But the darkness stems from our own personal self, too. Our mental darkness can take over and lead us down roads and paths that even your friends and family would never believe you are capable of. This is why this series, Hope in the Dark, is using Diablo 3 as the backdrop and game for this series. The Demon Hunter is a prime example of a person who has witnessed horrible events in his or her personal life. And while the Hunter broods about the past while battling the forces of Hell, he does seem to have some hope in the darkness. If you think this is unique to the game or your personal life, think again. And while technology changes and the world advances in science, medicine, other technical areas, the human condition never changes. It's true for our protagonists in the game and in the book of Habakkuk. Yes, over 600 years prior to Jesus' birth and more than 2,600 years from today, Habakkuk saw darkness in his world. Now, Habakkuk is a prophet unlike the others. While the majority of the prophets in the Bible speaks God's word to us, Habakkuk is the opposite. This man speaks our words to God. You know, Habakkuk is our voice, our speaker, to God's supposed indifference. Habakkuk is our question bearer, where we constantly ask, if God is so X or blank, then why is there Y or blank in the world? <laughs> yes, you're getting some philosophical algebra in today's message. Habakkuk basically voices this question to God and demands an answer. Just like today, Habakkuk looks at his world and says, God, how long do I have to cry out for help before you listen? How many times do I have to yell, help, murder, police, before you come to the rescue? Why do you force me to look at evil, share trouble in the face day to day? Anarchy and violence break out, quarrels and fights all over the place, law and order fall to pieces. Justice is a joke. The wicked have the righteous hamstrung and stand justice on its head. This is the first four verses in the first chapter of the book. Seriously, we start the book with a complaint to God. Right off the bat, Habakkuk does not understand, just like us today, why God is just not intervening in the horrors of the world. Usually a well-meaning Christian will say, well, it's God's will, and if you know me or have listened to the numerous loading screens in the past, you know I despise this phrase. It does not answer the question, just leaves us feeling worse than before. Habakkuk is not taking the God's will statement either. He has three problems with God. In his statement, Habakkuk first states that God does not really care for the people. Second, he tells that you know God is not doing much when God has all the power. Third, Habakkuk tells God that what God is doing is unfair. This sounds like the plot to Bruce Almighty, right? Well, Bruce did exactly what Habakkuk did. Both questioned God. Now, some of you are saying, you should never question God. Well, that statement's incorrect. You should always question God. And it's okay. Think about several books in the Bible. Now, one-third of Psalms is in regard to people hurting and suffering. The authors of the books of Job, Lamentations, Ecclesiastes, and Jeremiah write about their confusion and pain for the suffering of God's faithful. 
Heck, even Jesus questions God with one simple word. Why? So, what is God's response? Look at all the godless nations. Look hard, uh, long and hard. Brace yourself for a shock. Something's about to take place and you're going to find it hard to believe. Okay, some changes are going to happen to these groups. The godless nations and people, right? Well, not exactly. God continues, I'm about to raise up Babylonians to punish you. Babylonians fierce and ferocious. World-conquering Babylon. Grabbing up nations right and left. A dreadful and terrible people. Making up its own rules as it goes. Wait, what? <laughs> but wait, there's more. They're out to kill. Death is on their minds. They collect victims like squirrels gathering nuts. It will only get worse? How can God be so cruel? Habakkuk was just given the game plan that God is going to send bloodthirsty murderers into Judea. Yet Habakkuk comes back to question God again, this time with more demand and fire behind his words. God, you're from eternity, aren't you? Holy God, we're, we aren't going to die, are we? God, you chose Babylonians for your judgment work? Rock-solid God, you gave them the job of discipline? But you can't be serious. You can't condone evil. So why don't you do something about this? Why are you silent now? This is an outrage. Evil men swallow up the righteous and you stand around and watch. Wow. Habakkuk lays it on the line. But to be a truly committed believer, you need to understand that it is justified to wrestle with the honest questions and embrace a genuine faith in God. I know it sounds counterproductive, but as I mentioned earlier, you can question God with honest questions and still embrace a genuine faith in God. And this is where your faith is tested. God wants you to yell at him, ask demanding questions, and then just then to just basically quit being faithful. Even if you are in total doubt, your doubt should push you towards her towards a faithfulness in God and his works, even more so as a follower. Now, I understand that all this sounds like it's God's will, but in more complicated terms. This message is not that. When you question someone on God's lack of involvement, when you hear that cursed phrase, just walk away. I've been asked this type of question in the past. My answer is always, look further at the situation. See what more could happen and does happen. Then pray for enlightenment from God. Continue to be strong in your faith. I do not know the situation entirely, but this is really a time for fortifying your faith. Well, it may not be the, the answer you like to hear, but it leads us to our next week's loading screen. And believe me, you may not, you may not like what you hear. Until next time.